It's by choice, not by chance, that successful companies have exceptional organizations that are effective and efficient. Their leaders know that all parts of the company must be integrated and aligned, where governance and structure, people and process get as much attention as deals and transactions, key results and deliverables. The ability to quench customer needs in a competitive market depends on it. The tools in this toolbox are essential because of the vaccine they provide against organizational problems, the high stakes of not using them, and the enormous benefit that flows to the bottom line. Collectively, they can be a mainstay of your leadership craft. This is David Gazik bringing you Lead with the Essentials, your toolbox for organizational checkups and sustained health. We end the series with number 22 of 22 short episodes for leaders of an organization and anyone intent on joining their ranks. This episode, The Tool of Vulnerability, is the seventh of seven on people. We'll look at the power of leading by dropping your armor, the thoughts, emotions, and behaviors you use to protect yourself. So you can show up to a conversation with an open heart and an open mind to serve the work and your team, not your ego. I want to acknowledge that this episode draws on the book by Brene Brown called Dare to Lead. Let's begin. To paraphrase Brene Brown, it's one thing for you to recognize the challenges in your organization. It's another for you to have the courage to confront them. Doing so can be uncomfortable, especially when the challenges involve work behaviors or concerns about your organizational culture. You can struggle internally trying to handle the human issues that surface and find a way to lead through your discomfort. It means opening yourself up to uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. All of that takes courage, the courage to be vulnerable. When you don't have the courage to lead through those challenges, you can hold yourself and your company back from achieving your goals. This can happen often and in many situations. For instance, when you water down or avoid difficult conversations because you lack the courage, skills, or willingness to be seen as not nice. When you're overwhelmed trying to manage problematic behavior caused by change and upheaval because you didn't acknowledge and address the fears and feelings that were expressed beforehand. When you see diminishing trust caused by your lack of connection and empathy with the people on your team. When you experience groupthink and a herd mentality, instead of the willingness of your employees to raise new ideas, take smart risks, ask questions and grow, because they're afraid of ridicule, failure, and not measuring up to your expectations and standards of perfection. When you get mired and stuck in ineffective process, and instead of devoting the time and resources to fix it, you reassure those who question the value of it. When you opt out of conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion for fear of saying something wrong. When you respond to problems 
by rushing into ineffective or unsustainable solutions that are costly and demoralizing, instead of taking the time to properly identify and solve the problem. And when you frame organizational values as aspirational, rather than hold leaders and employees accountable for their actual behaviors in the workplace, behaviors that are expected to reflect those values. Fear permeates and defines all these situations. Fear of failure or ridicule, fear of confrontation or backlash, and fear of saying something wrong or disruptive. In fear, you raise your armor, the thoughts, emotions, and behaviors that you use to protect yourself. You choose your own comfort over mustering the courage to meet the challenge. The barriers and obstacles of fear can be fierce, and they're always real. But when you let them win, they erode trust and prevent meaningful and lasting change. In the words of Brene Brown, the way you break down that barrier is to rumble with your vulnerability. That means demonstrating the courage to get inside the arena and show up to a conversation with an open heart and mind so you can serve the work and your colleagues, not your ego. To name the things that make you feel vulnerable, stay curious, don't give up when the rumble gets messy, and listen with the same passion with which you want to be heard. And to always show up, even when you can't control the outcome. Make mistakes, and know you'll fail along the way, though not all the time and not in the end. The more courage you show, the more courage you build into your company culture. Courage will scale in your teams and your organizations when you message that you expect everyone to put in the work to be brave, have difficult conversations, and drop their armor. Make it clear that hiding behind their armor is not necessary or rewarded. People will follow suit and courageously embrace their vulnerability when they feel safe, seen, heard, and respected by the power of your example. You can learn courageous leadership, but it requires you to overcome our natural human resistance to putting in the effort when things get messy. It's easier for you and everyone else to talk about what you want and need than to talk about your fears and feelings, your shared humanity. Being real gets in the way, and yet ironically, it is the way. Of all the tools in your organizational toolbox, vulnerability may be the most difficult to deploy, yet it's the one that will have the greatest positive impact on your team and company performance. Your ability to build and sustain mutual trust and respect depends on it. And since mutual trust and respect are the lifeblood of your organization, the more you and your leadership team model vulnerability, the more your organization will flourish. I'd like to thank Frankie Flores, a mixed media artist in Santa Cruz, California, for his tireless commitment to assemble my iPhone recordings with the music of Si Se Da by Bad Rabbit to create all 22 episodes. Thank you to my wife, Shawnee Ginsberg, for her patience and insights in helping me transform the written word into the spoken word. I'm grateful to my lifelong and treasured friend, Ken Koslow, and mentor, Ann Rulak, 
for bolstering my confidence to do the podcast. And a heartfelt thanks to Dorothy Young for planting the seed of podcasting in my head. For a written version of Lead with the Essentials, go to gazeatconsulting.com forward slash resources. Thank you for listening and for the privilege of your time.